Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer in the 630 Chad Studios. This is Oilers Now. I'm joined by Brendan Escott. Edmonton Oilers trying to uh, pick up the pieces after a subpar, underwhelming performance last night at Rogers Place. 5-1 loss. Strange series. Oilers uh, not good in the first game in Vegas. Hung around. Leon Dreisaitl, a four-goal performance. Empty netter from Jack Eichel. Edmonton loses 6-4. Then the Oilers come out like a house on fire early, dominate the first period, outshoot the Golden Knights 19-4, get on the power play, um, score a couple power play goals, 4 nothing lead after first period, kind of shut it down from the middle of second on, on route to a 5-1 victory. Last night, score early, third line, good line. Of McLeod, Fogel, and Derek Ryan. They've territorially dominated in the playoffs 5v5 when they've played together. And then it all went downhill from there in a big way. Lots to talk about on today's edition of Oilers Now for World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Hello, Brendan. How are you doing? Uh, not very well on the board today, apparently. Holy smokes. How are you uh, doing? I was like, are we going to news early here? We got an all oh, sudden update. Oh, good grief. No, no, no. I'm just, it's just all fighting good. it. Hey, dude, it's all good. <laughs> the patient doesn't die on the table. Just remember, we only work at radio. Never get too flustered and grind, grind, grind. <laughs> you know, we will tell you we're going to go right to an Oilers Now injury report, unfortunately. And it is presented soon as I can find the script, by our friends at James H. Brown, injury lawyers, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. They've got the most experience to get you the best results. Zach Hyman, we're going to talk about this a little bit later on. Zach Hyman got low-bridged on a play by Nicholas Haig. 6.30 left in the first period. The game was 1-1 at that point. Should have been a penalty. Was not called. Hyman was compromised the rest of the game. Uh, core issue, you could see it. He was labored skating, not on the ice over at Rogers Place. The Oilers with a quick practice today. So here's the deal. Coming up on today's show, you'll have your opportunity to reach out on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree, bringing the heat this summer with Alberta's newest and biggest outdoor music festival. July 7th, party rock with Brett Reichels. Uh, Jack Michaels? No, Brett Michaels. Uh, oh, Jack Michaels wish he could have lived like... Uh, 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 Brett Michaels back in the day. Brett Michaels, Blue Oyster Cult, Fog Hat, and more. Get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. So we'll take some calls around 105. You can reach us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. By the way, special shout out to Sean in engineering. He uh, sent over a heater for us. So thanks, Mike. We'll have an additional heater in tomorrow's uh, broadcast location because when you're doing three hours up there and it's about 10 degrees in the press box, 
It's not supposed to be colder, uh, outs- warm, warmer outside than it is inside. So I just I, I didn't get a chance to thank him yet. Anyways, uh, yeah, the injury report for you. No Zach Hyman. Matthias Janmark is skating with the main group today. Uh, we'll have open line time at 105 and again at 235, probably more text-related. Guests on today's show will include daily face-offs Frank Saravalli for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Thursday is the WHL Bantam Draft. Uh, Aiden Hill went in last night. He's represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation. We'll talk to Jerry about maybe parents not getting too wound up where their kids get picked. I can I can prove this for you right here and right now. I remember Bantam Draft, an NHL draft in 2002, and the guys that went 6th and 7th were not drafted by uh, anybody in the Western Hockey League. And that would be Scotty Upshaw and Joffrey Lupel. They went 6th and 7th in the draft that year. Neither guy was drafted in the WHL. Longtime NHL player, uh, part of a Stanley Cup champion. He's been with the NHL Network for a number of years. Mike Rupp will join us at 205. And he's a little old school, just so you know, on how the game is played and needs to be played. And then we're going to, again, circle back to more texts. Uh, Cam Moon just sent me a note right now over at practice at Rogers Place. Uh, no Hyman on the ice. All 12 forwards are in white, so we can't tell what the lines are. Eight defensemen out there, including Marcus Niemelainen, Calvin Pickard out there. So the order's got three goaltenders going. Uh, we'll have a little bit more audio for you a little bit later on. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet uh, Brendan Escott, at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The Oilers with a flat performance last night. Literally from the opening shift. Um, Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece, there were some puck management issues. There were gaping holes in the Oilers' defensive zone coverage over rotations, guys too high. Um, it was a rough night. It was a strange game. The Oilers score first, and then a blown, uh, just a net front. Like the first goal against the Marshall Show scored, you know, Cody Cece getting out-battled. Um, then we played 1-1 for a while, and something occurred during the 1-1. So here's the thing. You, two things can be true. You can sit here and say, poor performance from the Edmonton Oilers, not enough guys going last night, absolutely egregious defensive zone coverage at times. You know, Stuart Skinner's probably got to have the third goal, though you got to give credit, great shot by Zach Whitecloud. Even there, Darnell Nurse, I'm not sure where he was going defensively. The Oilers had two forwards get picked at the top of the key that allowed White Cloud to come in, and he picked the corner, high glove side. What did uh, Mike McKenna say about Stuart Skinner? He's got to work on his hands and uh, ripped one home. So we can talk about the fact that um, you know it was a poor overall performance. There was another factor that impacted last night's game. And it was when the game was 1-1. Brendan, I'm going to bring you into this. 1-1 game, 6.30 left in the first period. Zach Hyman's got the puck. He's going down the right side. He tries to hop inside of uh, Nicholas Hag. Hag sticks his knee out. They don't call that. 
Okay, that's a penalty all season. It's a one-one game at that point. Oilers aren't playing well. Okay, they're not playing well. It's a one-one game, no call. Two minutes later, four thirty left in the opening period behind the Oilers' goal. What was one of the big things the officials said that they were going to take care of at the start of the year? We were going to call cross-checking. Howden cross-checks Evan Bouchard into the boards from behind. Both times, 1-1 game. Well, we don't don't want to influence the outcome of the game by giving a team too many power plays. There have been... Cam Sharon put a tweet out. He's worked in the NHL for organizations. Put a tweet out how better teams get less power plays, better teams on the power plays, get fewer power plays as the series goes on. And all I could think of when I watched those two non-calls was, you're influencing the game by not making the call. Now, it sounds... On a night where Edmonton didn't have it, on a night when the Oilers were not good enough, lots of you don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that there were two missed calls. You know, Edmonton's got lots of power. I don't want to hear it. They were crappy. Everybody's got to get their teeth kicked in on the air. Dude, those are those are penalties. And you're, you're basically penalizing a team for having a good power play. I won't even bring the one up at the end of the period on Yamamoto, the high stick back, because that one was tight and in a battle. The other two were obvious. Hagan Hyman, that's a greasy, cheap hit. The cross-check by Howden on Bouchard, that's it's 1-1. Who knows what happens? But we don't want to influence the outcome. Of, but you are, and there, and there lies the rub. So you can sit there and be pious and say, no, we're going to kick the teeth out of the team. From they were, they were not good last night. Let's establish that right now. They were not good. But you know what? I thought even the call against Eichel to even up uh, a penalty later on in the game was just a bizarre, given the other things that occurred. The Oilers got frustrated. Kane showed that frustration at the end of the first period, went in, and of course, you know, it's Evander Kane. He's a marked man. He is. He's not going to get away with that. He talks. They don't like guys that talk. We got guys in Peterborough that want to run the league that think they run the league and they're more important than the players. You know what? I, I can pick up on it in 15 seconds. I can tell. Okay? Make no mistake. Anybody that works either directly, like a guy like me is privileged to do as a broadcaster for the Edmonton Oilers, or indirectly, at the end of the day, knows the players of the show. Okay? We still got some old boys kicking around that think they're the show. And the players are beholden to them. Okay, And Kane is one of those guys who have reputation will travel. Now, do you get a stick up? Yeah. Were there sticks up all game long? Yeah, there were. So, at the end of the day, Edmonton was not good enough. They didn't receive the benefit of the correct calls being made a couple times. That was obvious to everybody in sight. That's the problem with that. Okay, the quick little sticks in tight Yamamoto at the end of the period. They came back and scored, make it two one. You know that's I'd even give them a bit of a break on that because I had a couple of people say to me, and at the end of the day, just you can't have a pairing like Nurse and CC have the type of night they had last night. They had a rough game. Bouchard was not the same player after he got cross checked in Laborde from behind. There's no other way to say it. He really it made me wonder whether or not. Maybe he was trying to play through something because he just he just didn't have it, and he's had a great playoff run so far. Overall, you can say this about Edmonton. They were in it from top to bottom in terms of 
it being a poor performance. There was really only one line, Fogle with McLeod and Ryan, that did anything five-on-five during the game. Lots of work for Edmonton to do, and they better play a hell of a lot better than they did last night because that's a good team they're playing. You're, you're, you're down to the final eight teams, and you're playing the only team in the Western Conference that finished ahead of you in the regular season, and they got lots of experience. They, they got lots of guys that know how to win. Their coach has the third highest winning percentage in NHL history of any coach that's coached 400 or more games. Jay Woodcroft has the highest winning percentage of any coach that's come in the league in the last 45 years through 100 games. But their coach is good, too. Their team's good, too. You have to play a lot better. And, oh, by the way, you can't penalize a team for having a good power play. Take it for what it's worth. I'll get your feedback in a second. And I know we're going to have some people that say, it's it's irrelevant. It it doesn't matter that there were non-calls in the first period. You're wrong. It is relevant because it affects the course and the flow of the period. Into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Bringing you women's workwear, a women's only workwear store opening soon, just four doors down from Direct Workwear and Gateway Boulevard. Check them out at womensworkwear.com. Jack Michaels with the call last night. Rogers plays with game three of the Western Conference semifinal, tied at a game apiece. Fogel, a clear to Ryan McLeod, right to the Oiler bench. A strike to Derek Ryan, right wing. Fogel's in front. Center and pass, tip tune. And Warren Fogel has his first of the playoffs. Edmonton takes a 1 0 lead in game three on Fogel's first goal in 18 games. Jack Eichel was able to get it back and off to Marcheseau. Wrist shot blocked by CeCe. Rebound, Marcheseau. Tried to tuck it inside. Eichel turned, couldn't get a shot off. And a save made by Skinner and a rebound. Pumped home, and there's Marcheseau finally breaking through. He had not had a goal since game five of the Colorado series back in 2021. Eichel might have gotten away with a high stick on Yamamoto. Brought up to center by Jack Eichel. Now he gets Marcia, so gets it back. High slot to the net. Flipped it in front, redirected home. Two to one, Vegas. Missed the call all the way back up the ice. Jack Eichel in front, and I believe Marcheseau will get his second of the period with 51 seconds to play, and it's 2-1 Vegas in game three. And once again, it's Marcheseau from Eichel. Now it's Smith. Handing off White Cloud, heading for the net. Wrist shot score. 3-1 Vegas. Zach White Cloud with his first of the playoffs. Braden McNabb up the left-hand side. Jack Eichel. Bouchard blew a wheel. Eichel walks in, waits, shoots, and scores. 4-1. Jack Eichel. Buries it from the left circle after Bouchard fell down. That's Eichel's fifth of the playoffs, and the Golden Knights lead by three. What a terrific save Skinner had made on Marcheseau, and that'll be all for Stuart Skinner as Jack Campbell will come on. Now it's tipped home by Stevenson off the rush anyways. Nick Waugh put it right in front. And Vegas gets the four-on-four goal exactly 17 seconds after having one taken away. Chandler Stevenson clear by Vegas, and that'll be it for game three. The Golden Knights win the game 5-1. They take a 2-1 series lead in this best-of-seven Western Conference semifinal. There you go. Uh, Vegas were better. 
in every way, shape, or form in that game. Bob and Brendan, the refs were, in fact, crap last night. Nurse was bad, and our boys couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. How many premium scoring chances uh, were shots that went wide? They had four odd man breaks in the first period, and they got one finish off of that, and that was Fogel on the play from Derek Ryan. Jay Woodcroft's assessment of the loss last night. Not good enough. Not good enough in any way to a man. Uh, not good enough. Yeah, I didn't think we skated well. I didn't think we were hard enough in certain areas. And um, to a man, not our finest hour in any way. Uh, Connor McDavid had these thoughts in the Game 3 loss last night. We had a few looks early on and, and, uh, and didn't capitalize. Um, you know, obviously, going up one is good. Um, you know, kind of give one back right away. And, and uh, you know, have a couple chances to... Uh, to uh, go up in the game and, and uh, obviously don't capitalize and then yeah, obviously defensively we could be a lot better. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the Oilers have been outscored 8-3, to 5-on-5 five in the series. Edmonton's got to do a better job 5-on-5. Five five. Everybody knows it. Uh, RNH is confident the Oilers can win without power plays. Well, we're very confident in our 5-on-5 five five game and we know we can be better and uh, we expect us ourselves to be better and uh, if you, that team's going to stay disciplined and not give us a lot of power plays. Uh, obviously, we've taken advantage um, already in the series, so uh, we know that's going to be their game plan, and uh, we got to have a good plan 5-5. Five five. All right, it's got to be vastly improved performance coming up tomorrow night at Rogers Place. I'll squeeze in a text or two when we come back and get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing when we return on Oilers Now. First overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft belongs to the Chicago Blackhawks. Ryan Nugent Hopkins went number one in 2011. Connor Bedard will be the number one pick. This year, the Hawks coming from the three-hole to number one, just like the Oilers did in 2015 when they got their Connor McDavid. By the way, Connor Bedard... Marcel Dion for me. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, New Jersey is at home trying to even up this series with Carolina. They are down 2-1. Dallas, meanwhile, trying to even it up on the road. They are taking on the Kraken in Seattle. Of course, it is the Bedard sweepstakes finally being sealed. Anaheim picking second and uh, Columbus third in behind them. In the Western Hockey League last night, Seattle finally did away with Kamloops in Game 6. Their valiant effort by the Blazers, but what a powerhouse Thunderbirds team that was. 4-2 the final score last night, despite a, a late comeback attempt by the Blazers. So, uh, starting Friday, you get your WHL Championship Series, and Winnipeg, by virtue of the best record in the dub, Bob will host that series. 2-3-2. Two, and two. That could work against uh, the Winnipeg Ice Kamloops, as you know, Brendan is hosting the Memorial Cup. We head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, Frank Saravalli for the horses in horse racing Alberta when we come back on Oilers Now.